Cutting through an overload of information to get to the heart of the story. This is The Point. It's harvest time and farmers in Xinjiang Weigo Autonomous Region are busy. The agricultural industry accounts for 14% of Xinjiang's GDP in 2021 and its famous sugar beet and fruits are major export items. In August, a delegation of diplomats visited Xinjiang and Iraqi ambassador to China, Shosh Khalid Said, was a member of the delegation. Earlier, I talked to him about the trip. What impressed him the most? How does he evaluate Xinjiang's economic and social development? And in which areas can Xinjiang promote cooperation with uh, Muslim-majority countries? Let's hear what he had to say. I'm pleased to be joined from Beijing by His Excellency, the Ambassador of uh, Iraq to China, His Excellency Shokh Khalid Said. Um, Your Excellency, thank you so much for joining us. So in August, as a member of the delegation of uh, diplomats and envoys from some 30 Muslim-majority countries, you visited the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region of China. Which areas, which cities did you visit and what impressed you the most during your time there? I was glad to visit Xinjiang. I'd love to thank my friends at the Chinese Foreign Ministry and Xinjiang's local officials for organizing this delightful and also very important trip. We visited three cities, Kashgar, Aksu, and Urumqi. It was genuinely a fantastic trip. We toured these important cities, learned about the local societies, people's livelihoods, and their cultures and civilizations. These cities are all vital and intriguing with their own characteristics. Kashgar is one of the examples. Its ancient buildings and bazaars are so beautiful. They reminded me of some ancient cities of the East. And they are similar to those in Baghdad and Basra. Aksu is also another important city, as well as Urumqi, capital of Xinjiang. Uh, 
According to reports, you visited schools, grassroots communities, ancient cities, museums, etc. As you just told us, you were particularly impressed with the city of Kashka, the old city of Kashka. But uh, did you have the opportunity to talk to local people from different ethnic groups, for instance, in Xinjiang? If you did, what did they tell you about their lives and uh, how do you evaluate Xinjiang's economic and social development? نعم بالطبع تحدثنا طويل على كل الأمور طبعاً الزيارة زيارة متنوعة. Of course, we had long conversations covering a wide range of topics. The trip was comprehensive. We observed the local cultures and civilizations, economy, commercial activities, and political conditions. We also visited mosques and Islamic scripture schools. مراكز للدراسات الإسلامية. In Kashgar, we talked with the staff of a museum about the city's formidable reconstruction after the 2003 earthquake. It was undertaken by the construction engineers of Kashgar. We also sat down for long conversations with the workers at the cotton fields and orchards. We went to many types of restaurants, from fancy ones to more rustic ones with the local people. Bazaars are crucial areas for Kashgar and Aksu. We saw the Xinjiang local clothing there. We compared the conditions of the region today with that of 10 years ago. The change is incredible. Years ago, people were afraid to go out at night because of terrorism. But now, you can go out shopping whenever you wish. During our stay, we went to the bazaars late, often at around 9 or 10 p.m. When in Urumqi, we were short of time, so we even went there at 11 p.m., and it was still very crowded. We had some interesting conversations with the vendors there. I'd also love to talk about the food in Xinjiang. It's all so delicious. The Xinjiang cuisine is very similar to the Middle East, such as Iraq. I'm glad that you had a pleasant 
and uh, busy time when you're in Xinjiang. Your Excellency, just now you mentioned visiting mosques. Uh, China says that there are more than 24,000 mosques in Xinjiang and uh, that uh, that's about one mosque for every 500 Muslims on average. Could you tell us a bit more about your visits to these, to a mosque or mosques in Xinjiang? In your observation, is the right to um, religious belief guaranteed and uh, how has Xinjiang's cultural and religious heritages been protected? The mosques were beautiful. The local architecture is artistic and well-preserved in the Eastern style. We visited four or five mosques and Islamic scripture schools and met imams and worshippers in the mosques. Strangely, some imams don't speak Chinese, but their local dialects. We needed to translate what we said into Chinese and then into their dialect when we were talking. There are so many mosques. We asked different people, officials and locals about the number of mosques in Xinjiang. They told me that there are over 20,000 mosques and eight Islamic scripture schools. That's a lot. And all the mosques we saw were beautiful and important places for people to follow their religious practices. We also visited a huge Islamic library in Urumqi. It's also a mosque. That's a beautiful and magnificent building. After talking to the staff at the mosques and scripture schools, I think we could have broader chances for future cooperation. For example, we can have people in Xinjiang visit Arab countries or have religion-related people in Iraq and Saudi Arabia visit Xinjiang. I was surprised to learn that the Chinese government charters flights every year for people to make a pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina. This is significant to facilitate more communications between Muslims in Xinjiang, Saudi Arabia and other places. For Iraq, we hope to see more Muslims coming to Karbala, Najaf and Baghdad. We mention this idea to several Imams. Some of them can speak Arabic and the local Iraqi dialect. And some of them have been to Iraq, Egypt and Syria. 
This kind of communication is crucial for preserving cultural heritage, just like the library and the museum do, as well as teaching local dialects, which is conducted well by both the central and local Chinese governments. In general, Xinjiang's counter-terrorism and de-radicalization measures have achieved very positive results. There have not been violent acts of terrorism in Xinjiang for five consecutive years. How do you look at China's actions and progress in combating terrorism? Do you think other countries can potentially um, use some of the experience that China has accumulated? طبعا أنا من العراق وكما تعلمين العراق تعاني وعانت كثيرا من المنظمات الإرهابية. It's well known that Iraq was under the threat of terrorist organizations, including Al Qaeda and the extremist group Islamic State. That's why I can relate to the Chinese citizens and the Chinese government, who have made tremendous efforts to fight terrorist groups. الحكومة عملت عمل جبار للقضاء على هذه المنظمات الإرهابية وأنا فوجئت بصراحة عندما اطلعت وكنا في زيارة إلى I was shocked to learn about the terrorist acts in China from a museum display in Xinjiang. All these terrorist activities have been well recorded through pictures, videos and texts. I think Iraq and China both have huge potential on anti-terrorism cooperation. We'd love to learn from our Chinese peers and vice versa. This is significant. To be honest, before going to Xinjiang, I thought we would see many armed soldiers and security forces. But surprisingly, we didn't see any. There's one evening when we visited a plaza in central Aksu. The place was holding a grand entertainment event and was filled with so much laughter. It was the same in all those bazaars. The Chinese government is very capable of eliminating terrorism risks. We also visited the Vocational Education and Training Center. Iraq can use this initiative as a point of reference. However, some people in the West repeatedly slander China on Xinjiang-related issues. Um, some countries have actually imposed sanctions on Xinjiang-produced cotton or solar pulver. Um, photovoltaic industries and uh, on uh, even put sanctions on Chinese officials as well. How do you look at these lies and rumors and actions, sanctions against Xinjiang? 
There are also people who would say that you were only shown what the Chinese government wanted you to see. Is that what happened? Yes, we've heard many accusations of human rights abuses in Xinjiang. Frankly speaking, what we saw in Xinjiang really impressed and shook us all. Here are some examples. If you go to Xinjiang, you will see all the road signs and signboards written in the local dialect and Chinese. The local dialect is written on the top, followed by the Chinese, which reflects the respect for the local language, traditional customs and ethnicity. You will also see large-scale urban construction projects going on in Xinjiang, which really impressed me. In Beijing, I have never seen such kind of urban construction as those in the three Xinjiang cities I visited. There are cities within cities. A lot of infrastructure construction is ongoing, and the cities have developed a lot. For example, in Aksu, the desert has been converted into fertile fields where fruits, vegetables and cotton are grown. The greenhouses have been built. All these changes happened in a short period of time. People should visit these cities to see with their own eyes and judge whether the reports they read are facts or lies. Things have changed dramatically in the past decade. So I suggest people make site visits to Xinjiang and talk with the locals to learn more about its development. For us, one visit is not enough. We may go to Xinjiang several more times. We are free to move around there. The schedule was very intense this time. From 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., I visited many places. The trip was not limited to one area or city, but covered several ones. Xinjiang's geographic area is really vast. We toured the cities we went to almost in their entirety and witnessed the remarkable development there. Let's turn to 
China-Iraq relations a little bit. Last year, during a telephone conversation with Iraqi President uh, Mr. Barem Saleh, Chinese President Xi Jinping said that Iraq is an important partner for China, for the Belt and Road uh, Corporation in uh, East Asia and North Africa. So how have the two countries been expanding cooperation through the BRI? What role has China been playing in the reconstruction of Iraq and in what areas will the two countries enhance this cooperation? <laughs> تهنئه فخامه الرئيس دكتور برهم صالح بمناسبه 100 عام لتاسيس حزب Last year, Iraqi President Barham Salith congratulated Chinese President Xi Jinping on the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Communist Party of China during a phone call. The two sides emphasized promoting China-Iraq relations, which have developed considerably. If we compare the bilateral trade now and a few years ago, we will see the volume reached $36 billion last year. In the first six months of this year, it has exceeded $26 billion. We expect bilateral trade to exceed $40 billion by the end of this year, which will be a remarkable achievement. فإذا لنهايه العام سوف ننتظر ونرى بان التبادل التجاري بين الطرفين سوف تكون اكثر من 40 مليار دولار وهذا شيء جيد والعلاقه تتطور بشكل جيد في كل المجالات في المجال التجاري والاقتصادي والسياسي والدبلوماسي والعسكري The bilateral relations have developed well in all aspects including trade, economy, politics, diplomacy, and military. Today, there are many big cooperation projects between the two countries, especially one to build more than 1,000 schools in Iraq. The two sides have collaborated successfully in the field of energy and renewable energy, and Chinese companies have won a large solar power contract, and there are many other areas of cooperation. For example, we admire China's experience in combating desertification. Desertification in Iraq is a very serious problem, so we can learn from the Chinese company's experience of resolving the problem in carrying out afforestation projects in Iraq's desert areas. In addition, China is well experienced in environmental protection. All in all, these areas of cooperation are very important to both sides, and we are willing to make efforts to promote the development of China-Iraq relations. Uh, 
Finally, Your Excellency, the 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China, or the CPC, uh, has been proposed to be convened on October the 16th. What agenda items will you focus on and what are your expectations? Uh, what will the uh, National Congress mean for Iraq's relationship with China and Iraq's future development? I was honored to attend China's two sessions earlier this year and learned about China's plans, from the national economy to people's livelihoods. We are looking forward to the 20th CPC National Congress. Each party's Congress is important, but the 20th CPC National Congress is important not only to China, but also to the world, because China is a major country and an economic powerhouse. Therefore, we are looking forward to this Congress and will pay close attention to it. I wish the Congress success. Iraq will pay attention to China's foreign and economic policy and the policy direction of the CPC in the next stage. We have full confidence in the wisdom of CPC members. They will make it a conference with far-reaching significance for China and other countries worldwide. We have a lot of other areas of focus and concerns, such as the Belt and Road Initiative, human rights development, peaceful development, social development, and poverty eradication. All of these are very important and many areas will relate to the outcome of this Congress. So I once again wish this Congress great success. Thank you so much, Your Excellency, for your great insights and your uh, focus on China. I wish you all the very best, and I wish the Iraqi people all the very best in their reconstruction efforts. Thank you so much, Your Excellency, Iraqi Ambassador to China, uh, Mr. Shokh Khalid Saeed. With that, we come to the end of this edition of The Point with me, Lucien, as always. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter using the handle Lucien in Beijing. You've got the point. We all enter this world with a universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. Though our languages, cultures and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and the world. General Railway Company Deutsche Bahn. Hear the difference. Join our global network to connect with the world.